0: See? <laughs>
1: happening with it. DJ Sturgis here. Welcome to the second season of Coven Season Chronicles. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting from day one. Shout out to all the new supporters. It's 2020 and this new year and this new decade is already starting off on some fuck shit. Uh, Before we get any further into this, um, let's just send prayers and condolences out to Kobe Bryant his young 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and the other seven passengers that perished in that helicopter crash, man. uh, It feels like Superman died for real, man. And and it's just one of those situations where it was just a snap of the fingers, you know, and so many lives lost tragically and so suddenly. So with that being said, just make sure that you take more time out, to love on those that you care about the most and also to love on yourself. Cause you can't love on nobody if you don't love yourself first. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you get yourself right. And not only that, man, just make sure that you're happy with what you see when you look in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? And if you feel like you need to make any changes in your life, whatever that is, don't be afraid to make those changes because you got to live with you. You know what I'm saying? So again, shout out to the Black Mamba, man. That was a crazy loss, man. So again, prayers out to Kobe Bryant, His child the seven other passengers in the helicopter crash and also to their family friends fans all of them let's let's just keep everybody lifted up all right and now we're about to kick off the second season of cuffing season chronicles with our first feature and for everybody that's new to and season chronicles what it's really about man as you know is like the origins of this came from me just thinking about all my crazy cuffing season situations, and I got a lot of them. And I figured, you know what, I know some people got some more too. So I said, you know what, let's go ahead and create a platform where people could come on and tell their stories, you know. And not only do they get to tell their stories, but they also get to share what they learned, what they experienced, you know what I'm saying. And it's not the L you take, but it's the lesson that you learn, you know what I'm saying. And everybody in Atlanta is single, you know what I'm saying, from millennials, Generation X, all of them, motherfuckers is single, goddamn so hopefully we can goddamn try to do something to where, you know, people learn from this, and you know, dating in Atlanta improves, and not only in Atlanta, but every major city for real, but especially Atlanta, because everybody got this bitch single, all right? Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Here's the first feature of the second season. My girl, Dami Dimes, it's crazy, and I can relate to the story a little bit, but I hope y'all enjoy it. Remember, to subscribe, rate, and share with everybody you know. All right, DJ Sturgis, Cuffing Season Chronicle Season 2. Let's get it.
0: This is Dommy the Dime. I'm in my 30s from Virginia, been in Atlanta seven years. So, this might just be one of the craziest Cuffing Season Chronicle stories you have heard. So, I met my husband, whom I was married to. For seven years. In about 2010, he was incarcerated at the time in federal prison. He had been incarcerated for about 15 years at that time. Um, I met him through my godbrother, who he was great friends with. Um, he introduced us. Um, I used to start going to see him. He asked me to marry him. We got married. So about two years ago, me and him decided to call it quits while he was still incarcerated over some very petty things. Um, However, we remain great friends. So he just got out um, October 2019 from doing 23 years in the feds. Um, We divorced in November of 2019, and he's actually with someone else, and I'm actually with other people as well (laughs) so the thing about me and my husband he's my writer um he'll do life for me he'll he'll do anything that i need him to do he's always there for me i'm always there for him and it's just the bond that we have even not being married um so when we split up two years ago I actually started dating one of his associates from the early 90s. And how I actually got in touch with his associate was he was actually currently incarcerated, too. At the time, and my husband was saying, you know, I need you to write. Should I say their names? Okay. I need you to write my boy to check on him to see how he's doing and things like that. So I started writing a friend who was incarcerated in the state of New York at the time um, because he had just got finished his federal incarceration bid and had uh, obligations to finish 10 years in New York State. So I started writing the friend for my husband so they can communicate three-way via me. Um, So... At the time, me and the friend kept it, you know, just cordial as a three-way connection to my husband. Um, So he got out two years ago. When he got out two years ago, I contacted him. We end up, I flew to New York to see him. We end up, you know, being sexual, um, seeing more of each other, deciding to get into a relationship. and we've been together for about two years. The thing about him is he kind of has a dry personality. Um, He's very serious. Um, He means what he says and he, but the thing about him is he's my, my backbone as far as educating me on things that I don't know, being there for me, whatever I need him to, great advice. Um, a great provider, however he's kind of controlling, don't wear your hair like this, do this, do this. His personality is just really kind of dry. So that leads me on how I met my third situation, which is my guy that I mess with here in Atlanta. So I have known him for about 10 years when I first met him through one of his cousins, he was married. He had just got out of a 17-year marriage. So we was just cool. We never was intimate or anything like that. So we always remain Instagram friends, and we never was sexual or anything. So around November, Thanksgiving of 2019, I noticed he had got remarried during this um, – Time that me and him known each other too. Let me add that in. He was married for five years. Him and his <clears throat> current wife just split up in October. So when I seen him post on his Insta story um, for Thanksgiving of 2019, what is a single man to do during the holidays? I DM'd him with like a crazy face wondering, you know, how are you single? Aren't you married? So when I asked him, aren't you married? He was like, no, we're separated. Um, Our divorce should be final in January Um, Maybe we should take the time to get to know each other this time Hang out, come over, I'll cook for you And things like that So I end up going over his house Um, I was in Virginia for Thanksgiving So when I came back I ended up going over his house Um, We watched movies, we drank wine And at that time we did not have sex So I ended up staying for three days over his house so within the three days, we end up having sex and then it's like we just kinda just start messing. We do everything together. We go out to all clubs together. I'm like at his house every night. So with him, he is just like very, a very loving and affectionate guy, which the other two guys that I deal with is not. He um is always, baby, you beautiful. Oh, let me run your bath water. Let me buy you this. Oh, you just look so pretty today. Let me cook for you. And just always a very loving person and want to do things with me. So, as crazy as it is to say, it's three different guys, but they all have different qualities that I need in one guy, so I got to kind of keep all of them, but... The first date for me and my husband, we actually have never had a first date. And as crazy as it sounds with me and my ex-husband, we have never even been intimate. But he is my writer. Okay, so with me and guy number two that I flew to New York to see, which was my um, husband's associate. Our first date was I flew to New York for the weekend. And we basically just sightseed around... New York, um, ate at different restaurants and just relaxed and chilled. Um, my first date with my guy in Atlanta, which is number three, was I went to his house and he cooked, we drank wine, we watched movies and I kind of just stayed over there for the whole weekend and we just chilled. How did I know I really liked my ex-husband? I knew because I married him while he was incarcerated. Um, It had nothing to do with sex. It had nothing to do with anything like that. Um, It was just the vibe that we had because we've never been intimate. So when you marry somebody and it's just strictly off of personality and vibes and the energy that they give you, you kind of know that that person is for you. And even though that we're divorced now, we still have that same vibe and energy. He can call me for anything, and I can call him for anything, and that's just how it's going to go. With number two, um, I kind of knew he was the one for me because how he pushed me to do things, to stay focused, to always be better the next day than I was the day before, and just always on my back to be a better person and, you know, keep me focused and motivate me. With number three, I kind of feel like he's the one because he makes me feel good. Um, he treats me really good, and it's just his, the vibe that we have together is kind of like a sexy, romantic, Karen-type vibe. So, you know, they all have different qualities on why I feel like they're the one. The turning point in my marriage was this fool— The reason we divorced was because I moved to Atlanta, and he was so used to me coming to see him every weekend for like seven years. No matter what federal prison he was in, I was flying out to Cali, um, Texas, South Carolina, Kentucky, everywhere, seeing him every single weekend. So when I moved to Atlanta, I had just started a new job They were saying that I could not miss training, so I had to finish training before I could go see him, and I had training on the weekend, so this fool added another female to his visitation list, and they took pictures, and she posted it on Facebook, so the pictures were sent to me, so I never said anything to him about it. I was hurt, but I just sent him divorce papers in 2017. The fool would never sign the divorce papers. Even when he first came home, he was putting up a fight. Like, he didn't want to sign them. And he finally just went ahead and signed them. So that basically was just the turning point. I felt like he disrespected me with all that we had been through. And um, he let that girl come see him and take pictures and post them. And something about me is you can't publicly humiliate me. So that was the turning point for me and him. Um. Me and number two haven't really had a bad turning point, but we kind of have. The reason I would say that I have guy number three is because I feel like it's going to be a bad turning point with number two. Um, From his personality, being so dry, the controllingness of it, and he never wants to have fun or do anything like, you know. So I feel like it's going to be a bad turning point. Um, With number three, the bad thing is he's still married, um, like still stuck on that whole marriage thing um, instead of just getting over it and moving on. And I feel like that could possibly be the bad turning point if if he doesn't get that together soon um, with me and him. So as far as the sexual relationships between me and the three, me and my ex-husband has never had an intimate relationship Um, because we divorced. Um, we split up before he came home, and I've been in my situation for two years with dude number two, and he been with whoever he's with at the time. So we have never really had a sexual relationship for that reason. As far as guide number two, I mean, we have a sexual relationship. I mean, it's really nothing spectacular to, you know, talk about. It's kind of like his personality. So, you know, that leads me to guide number three. If y'all remember me telling you all, we have kind of a sexual sexy kind of vibe. We turn up, everything is the goal. I asked him the other day, let's have sex on Facebook live. And he was like, let's do it. Like he just with anything that I'm with and we just do anything, try anything. So I think me and him has the best sexual relationship as far as that's concerned. So with number two, I think to take our relationship further, he just will have to lighten up some. He doesn't really ever want to do anything but basically sit in the house and do whatever it is he do in the house. He doesn't like to be seen by anybody. You know, he's a very low-key and the most private person I ever met in my life. Um, with guy number three, I feel like the only way our relationship will flourish is if he can really just get over, um, you know, his split up with the wife and just move on from that because other than that, I don't really see us going any further than where we are now. Who ended the marriage that me and my ex-husband had? I did. Well, kind of. He ended it by making a foolish decision to allow the female, to come see him and post pictures of them together. And I ended it by sending him the divorce papers and making him sign it because if it was up to him, we would still be married to this day. As far as guy number two, we're still rocking, been rocking for two years. As far as guy number three, we've been rocking for a couple of months. Um, I don't know how long that will be, but I don't mind ending anything with any of them. So, despite everything that's going on, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change anything because each of them holds a piece of something that I feel like I need in my life. As I said before, with my ex-husband, he's going to ride for me. He's a savage. He'll do anything I need him to do, he's going to turn up for me. He'll be there. Um, with guy number two, he's my motivator, um, my backbone. He always educates me on things, give me great advice. So that's the quality that he has. Um, he's a very wise individual and very, very smart. With guy number three, his sex is amazing Um, that's my party person the vibe that we have he is very sweet and romantic and he's just everything when it comes to that so I don't feel despite the situation that I'm in that I would change anything as far as that's concerned what did I learn about myself in this cuffing experience I learned that it is possible to fall in love with more than one person at the same time because everybody doesn't have the all the qualities that you would be looking for. So one person is not going to have everything to make you feel complete or good Or whatever you're looking for. Despite when somebody said, oh, this person is everything that I'm looking for. They're lying. They're lying. So I learned that it's very easy to fall in love with more than one person. Because of the different personalities, the different qualities that they have, the different ways that they treat you, the different ways they touch you, the different ways that they say things to you and just how they handle you. Would I change anything in the future as far as my dating situations? At this time, I would say no. However, you know, if I move in with someone and we start talking about marriage, I guess I'll just at that time decide to be with one man. But as far as now, I don't really see me change anything as far as my dating situation goes.
1: Thank you, Dami, um, for that. Uh, I know that story sounds a little, a little confusing to a lot of people, but this is one of those if-you-know-you-know you know type situations. <laughs> okay, so you got three guys. Right. Let's go ahead and break this down real quick. So with your husband, which is guy number one, Y'all met right before he went to prison?
0: No, we met while he was in prison. What, pen pal? So, my godbrother and him are really good friends, and he kind of got me, he called my phone one day for my godbrother, and we kind of just started talking then.
1: Okay, so I'm going to assume because, like, knowing your story, and then again, saying this is one of those if you know, you know type situations. So, your godbrother and your husband maybe did some business together. Correct. Your godbrother worked for your husband, I'm assuming. Um, They kind of was
0: like campaign. business partners, kind of, I partners. guess. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's typically how it happens, you know, yeah. somebody, you know, oh, somebody from that's away in college right. Call somebody else, and then. Of course, there's a woman on the phone who answers, and then, oh, you strike up a conversation. And then you went to visit him.
0: We started emailing each other, and then I started. Because they have emails
1: in the feds, people. Correct. If you know, you know. Let's continue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So then he added me to his visitation list, and I started going to see him.
1: Mm. So, like, how do you make that decision to marry somebody that's in prison?
0: So, when I married him, we just had like a really good bond at that time. We really both had nobody but each other, mm-hmm. basically. Um he was going through things and I was too. Um he looked out for me. He kind of really just took care of me too when he, from prison. Like
1: if you know, you know. Yeah, Continue. he
0: took care of me from prison. So we just had a really good vibe, and it was just a really good bond, and we was just there for each other. So when he asked me to marry him, I was like, let's do it.
1: Okay. So at any point in time, do you think that part of the reason why you maybe agreed to do that and that at that time was because you felt like you was a little vulnerable? Do you think that you were vulnerable at that time?
0: No, I don't think I was vulnerable at the time because I had guys on the street that was still after me too, though. But me and his vibe and the way we just vibe with each other, it was just, like, amazing.
1: Because you felt like he cared. He made you feel like he cared about you. Absolutely. Exactly. And all the other guys wanted to bed you.
0: Right, yeah. And then I know, like, he always just have had my back. Like, Mm -hmm. he not only said he cared, but, like, he showed that, Mm -hmm. too. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I feel that. So... Also with your husband, you know, after y'all started, you know, visiting and low key dating a little mm-hmm. bit, distantly dating right. and getting married um at some point in time you heard about him in the streets at home.
0: I already knew about that though. I already knew about his street life and stuff before. Mm -hmm. I already knew his name. I already knew what he was into and all of that stuff. So you knew
1: what was up?
0: Yeah, I already knew all about him and and everything. And and
1: did that bring you a sense of security?
0: It didn't really bring me a sense of security because at that time, I thought that life was behind him Mm -hmm. because of where he was. I didn't learn until after being involved with him, that he was still into it. You know what I mean?
1: But not necessarily like what he was still doing, but as far as just like like somebody who grows to that stature. Let's just be honest. Right. S- somebody who grows to that stature, there's a certain sense of security because you feel like that like nothing will happen to you because sure. because that person's in your life. Absolutely. And you mean something to that person. Absolutely. So you felt that sense of security in that way, too?
0: Absolutely. Like, he made me feel like he was going to always protect me um, in any type of way. Financially, if I fall, Mm -hmm. be there for me mentally, you know, not really physically because of the situation he was in, but at that time, that really didn't matter because Mm -hmm. of all the other things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
1: Okay, so I know he sent you some money at one point while he was away.
0: Oh, no, he bought cars, moved me in apartments, um, an eight-carat ring when we got married. Like, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. oh so he still set you up. <laughs>
0: yeah, like he did everything for me when we was together.
1: Wow. Okay, yeah. so he was away for a long time. Y'all was never intimate, not one time?
0: Nope.
1: Never. Not even when he came home because by the time he came home, y'all was that.
0: We were still married when he came home because he came home in October. Yeah. We didn't divorce until November.
1: But you didn't feel like you wanted to go there. Well, it was over by that time anyway. Yeah,
0: right? it was over. I mean, we could have. We still could. But I just feel like basically he played me with what he did. So I don't feel like I he deserve it. So I just mm. don't even go there with him on that. Cause basically because I know he wants to really bad. So mm. I kind of withhold it and don't do it.
1: Okay, we'll get back to that a little bit later. Okay. But here enters <laughs> in guy number two. Right. Guy number two and um you said that they did business together as well.
0: Right. Back okay. in the nineties.
1: Okay, so if you know, you know. All right, so um <laughs> so they did business together and um y'all connect. Me and guy
0: number
1: two? Yeah, because because your husband introduced y'all
0: basically. I knew him too because his name is really big. Yeah. Bigger than my husband's.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, so I knew him too. I knew all about him. Um and I used to have like a little crush on him before I met my husband. So when my husband was like, Yeah, you know, write my boy, check on him because he's not in the feds no more. They moved him to New York. He doing the state, I wanna make sure he's okay. So we start right and I introduced who I was. He knew who I was too. Um So we just kept it cordial at that time and really didn't take it to another level until he was released to me and my husband was split.
1: Mm -hmm. Now this is when it gets really interesting and you have to pay close attention, but you Mm -hmm. also have to pay close attention not only to what you said, but what you do in these type of situations. Right. Okay. So um, like you knew guy number two was bigger than your husband. Absolutely. Bigger. Okay. At any point in time, do you think that, Maybe your husband was trying to use you to help maintain a relationship because he knew, because if you knew, then that means your husband knew that he was bigger than him. So oh, no, th- my
0: husband know that because he he's always been that way since the 80s. Uh-huh. Since the late 80s, guy number two have always been the man down the East Coast.
1: Okay, but, like, do you think your husband was low-key, like, still trying to, you know, like, make sure that he stayed on his good side? No. At any point.
0: No, because he already had his own thing going on already. He didn't need them.
1: So they were just, like, legit.
0: Like, when both of them was on the street, yeah. they done business together.
1: They did business together, but even more so, it's a situation whereas because I can see this because I've seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. This is one of those situations to where, we're both at a certain stature. Like they, right, they were both at a certain stature, right. and it was just mutual respect. They did right. business when it was time to do business, but other than that, we both made it here to this point, and everybody don't make it to this point. Right. So we got this mutual respect. Right. That's really what it was.
0: Right. And also, they did time in the same, you mm. know, federal prison together in Carolina too. So they from the same hometown, oh. and they was also, you know. Incarcerated together in the feds too. They t- They met back up in the feds as well.
1: I have a strong feeling that I know guy number two. I have a strong feeling that I did. You think so? Yes, 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 absolutely. But um, <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to it. So like <laughs> when you and guy number two, how does that even happen for y'all to really connect on that level, knowing that y'all share a mutual acquaintance who was your husband?
0: Listen, he put up a fight about that at first. Uh huh. So when he first got out, mm-hmm. I got in contact with him through his son. Mm-hmm. So I kind of lied to his son and was like, hey, my husband wants your dad's number to call him. Because I didn't want to say it was me. Mm-hmm. Because I know he'd have been like, nah, because he just that yeah, type of person. Yeah, you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, so knows, knows. the son gave me the number, or whatever I called. And he was like, you know, what's going on with Joex?" I was like, we're not together no more. Here's the thing. I'm trying to get with you. And he was like, "What? Mm. He thought I was just He really was putting up a fight because for that was a while. The shock of his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a while, he thought that I was trying to use him to make my ex-husband mad. Oh, yeah, of
1: course. So that's why course. he had a that wall
0: too. up. So, then one day I sent him a picture and he was like, all right, come see me."
1: Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> boss talk. Boss talk. If you know, you know. Yeah. Because only boss going to be like, yeah, come see me. And you went, didn't you? Right. Exactly. He, flew,
0: he, <laughs> he flew me to New York for like four oh. days. Oh. Yeah. So he flew me to New York for like four days. We kicked it in New York for a while. And then like every other week I was flying, he was flying me to New York mm-hmm. to see him. So, oh. you know, we end up, at first he was saying like, I'm not really ready to be in a relationship I just did, like, 15 years. I'm not um, trying to be in a relationship. So I was like, okay, cool. We don't have to be in a relationship, but I'm going to date other people. So when you're ready to be in a relationship, then you holler at me. If I'm still single, we can Mm -hmm. revisit that. So then, like, three days later, he called me. He was like, listen, I just want to be with you. I don't want you dating nobody else. I can't even take a chance like that. Let's make it happen. So we ended up together.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Assertive. Yeah. So. so, like, so, like, so y'all ended up together, and by this time, you're living here in Atlanta, right?
0: Yeah, I was living in Atlanta when me and him mm. started, because we only been dating for two years. I've been here for seven.
1: Okay. So, my husband
0: actually moved me here.
1: Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I, I know, yes. I know, see, I know
0: these things right. I know these things yeah.
1: okay, so. <laughs> cool, 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 okay, so uh all right, so so guy number two, he he eventually relocates down here too, right?
0: no, he still lives in New York, okay,
1: he, yeah. yeah, and we and y'all have a just place visited. in New York, no, and, we have a place together in New York, uh-huh, and y'all just you know, y'all just make sure y'all kept up appearances right, and what okay, so at this point when y'all made this decision to be together. What are you thinking in terms of your husband, soon to be ex now?
0: Well, I knew that he would find out, and honestly, I thought he was going to really act a fool, Mm -hmm. but the gangster in him would let him show it, even if he was feeling it. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't want nobody to think he tripping out over a female or causing his boy with the female, but deep down, I know he really don't like it, but the gangster in him would not let him act a fool about that situation. Mm -hmm. So he kind of just keep it bottled up.
1: Oh, uh, mm-hmm. he didn't turn into Nikki Barnes, you know what I'm mean? no, saying? he could not Because he could have.
0: He got the potential to, but he didn't because he don't want people to feel like, oh, he a gangster? And he acting like it's over a female? So he kind of just, and then he's in the whole situation, so he don't want his female to feel like, why are you acting like that over her?
1: Uh-huh. So
0: he kind of just keep yeah. it bottled up.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, with his situation with the female, I mean, that's things considered you was mad, but that's typically how it happens in those situations. You know that.
0: It do, but the bond that me and him had, I feel like he could have just came to me about it.
1: And told you? Yeah. And you would have been cool then if he was honest? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay, because, all right, so if, if, if he if have came to you and told you about it, I'm sure that you would have had a discussion with him and say, Well, she gotta know her place in this situation, right?
0: I would've said, if he would have came to me and been like, Listen, I think we need to be friends because what you got going on now is keeping me from feeling how you used to make me feel and how you used to be here for me. So this is what I want now. And I would have said, That's fine. I understand. I'm a woman, I'm an adult. So I understand people got needs, people got feelings, and if that's what he was feeling, everything don't always work out.
1: Okay, so in the in, in the midst of all of this, though, even though he's locked up, you wasn't having sex with nobody else. Absolutely. And he knew about it. Absolutely. Oh well, yeah, that's the safest way to play it at this point.
0: Absolutely.
1: And in your situation, that's the safest way to put. That's the safest way.
0: Yeah, it. absolutely. He knew.
1: And he was cool with that. Well, he didn't had no choice. I mean,
0: he really didn't have a choice. No. But he his favorite words was, "I'm locked up, you're died." Mm-hmm. I can't say if the situation was on the other foot that I wouldn't be intimate with nobody else, but I'm gonna make sure that you're okay, like you make sure that I am.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. And those guys were just boy toys. Yeah, they wasn't nothing. Those were just jump offs. Oh, yeah, so now off. we got a whole other story. <laughs> That's a whole other story. We're gonna get you cool. Okay, okay, cool. We're gonna say that. We're gonna say that. Cool. All right. So uh, let's get back to guy number two. Uh, you and guy number two, y'all are doing y'all thing. Y'all was doing y'all thing for two years. So what was the turning point for you to find guy number three?
0: So me and guy number two are still together right now. So we are still together in a relationship right now. Um, I would say the reason that I was pushed to guy number three, when Mm. when I first started talking to guy number three, I didn't go into it wanting anything with him. However, he starts showing me things and making me feel a way that guy number two doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of pushed me to him. Mm-hmm. So it's his own fault. It's guy number two own fault.
1: Mm. All right, so does guy number two know about guy number three? No. They oh, don't know Oh, okay, <laughs> so all right, so, so we gotta get to guy number three real quick. So how did y'all two meet?
0: Okay, so ten years ago when I was considering moving to Atlanta, mm-hmm. I met guy number three's cousin. At that time I was riding motorcycles and things like that. So I met his cousin, he introduced us. And he was a real thought, like back then because he was out of a 17 year marriage. Mm-hmm. And that, he got married when he was like 18. Mm-hmm. So he had never been single as an adult. Mm-hmm. So we never really took it there, but we always was cool friends. Mm-hmm. So that's, I met him 10 years ago through one of his cousins.
1: Okay. And uh so y'all y'all met ten years ago and then y'all just so happened to reconnect.
0: So we always was Instagram friends, so we kind of mm. never really lost contact.
1: I'm but down we in never the DM. Right. Uh. So
0: we never was like we never really lost contact because we always was Instagram friends. Mm-hmm. Um however in that 10 year period, he got married again. Mm-hmm. And he's been married for four almost five years. Mm. But in October, him and his current wife split up. Mm. So they're going mm. through a divorce. So I seen him put on Instagram, on his Insta story around Thanksgiving, him riding in a car. I was like, does a single man to do during the holidays? So I jumped to his DM with like a little thanking face, and he was like, what? So I was like you got a whole wife, how you single? So he went on to tell me their story and how they split up and they not together no more. So then he was like, you know, we should really get to know each other, go out, build a friendship, you should come over. And I was like, okay, well, when I come back from Virginia, I'll come over. So on the way back from Virginia, um, I called him, I was like, I'm on my way back. And he was like, just come straight to my house. Don't even go home first. Like, you know, I got everything over here. You need shower, everything. So you don't even have to go home first, just come straight here. So that's what I did.
1: Mm, You took the shower
0: (laughs) So I took a shower We kicked Mm -hmm. it We watched TV a little bit Um, The next morning He woke It was like One in the morning When I got there He got up for work At like five in the morning I stayed at his house While he was gone to work Um And just laid around the house a little bit until he got off, and I was over there for three days.
1: Mm, He had a full kitchen, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah, ain't nobody staying nowhere for three days. and Ain't nobody got no food now.
0: He lives pretty good. He lives, Mm -hmm.
1: he lives good. I can tell this guy really tried to take care of you more on the emotional side. The third guy. Oh,
0: on the emotional side, on the sexual side. Uh huh. Um, like he's just an amazing person when it comes to that.
1: Uh He give me butterflies. Yeah, yeah, he seduced you, didn't (laughs) he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she done stuck up. her tongue out. Uh huh. Yeah, he yeah, ate that butt. Up. He yeah. ate yeah. that boot. Yeah,
0: he uh. definitely did. <laughs> he definitely did. <do. laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So now, like, now like, I'm hoping people are having a clear uh, understanding of this situation. So I, right, so everything came to a head really in October because that's when your husband got out, and then that's also when dudes put up with his wife. Yeah. So now we're just like, okay, now, bitch, what you going (laughs) to do? Right,
0: exactly. So he's going through so much about this um, soon-to-be ex-wife with him, though that's the only thing that drives me crazy about him. Other than Mm -hmm. that, if it wasn't that, he probably would be the perfect one out of all three.
1: So have y'all had conversations about that?
0: We have, and he kind of sends mixed signals too, because he'll say, okay, let's build this. Uh, Then he'll say, let's build together, let's date, let's do this, but then, the next day he'll be like, I'm just not ready, I'm not ready. But then he wanna do like relationship stuff, though, because every Uh day we go out to eat together, we go to clubs together, hookah bars together. Uh I'm at his house every day. Me and his um, son, he got twins, a, a girl and a boy, we do stuff together. Uh-huh. When I come over there, he like y'all stepmama here. Uh-huh. Um, he like oh, take my car. You you know do what you want to do, and then like we going to Indonesia for his birthday in March together. Mm-hmm. So that like to me that's I relationship
1: stuff. Going to Indonesia. Who you know going to Indonesia? All right? You you probably only got one person on your Instagram that you following that's going <laughs> to Indonesia. Oh my god. So like we, we kind of do Indonesia.
0: relationship stuff together with kind of without. Really officially been in a relationship, I guess. Mm,
1: okay, so I'm going to assume maybe that he got hurt in his last marriage. Yeah, he uh, did. That's why.
0: Yeah, he did. Bad. But I don't have nothing to do with that.
1: Yeah, but it's just like, it's like you're trying to pick yourself up, though. Because you know how men, you know, like men, we can't yeah. take getting our heartbreak broken like that. Especially like. Yeah, and he did. And he's too. an
0: amazing guy. And I feel bad that he's going through that. But um, yeah, he's going to have to get over that.
1: Mm, okay, cool, cool. Okay, cool. So he's going to have to get over that. So in the event that he can get over that, that's who you with, period. I feel like so. Okay. All right. Now I feel I'm,
0: like I would end up with him if he can get past that one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, like, husband, that was just a thing. And I'm assuming that that thing just happened because you were young and it. it and yeah, was just that time I'm of your life. Yeah, but me still,
0: like... Friends like that's my mm-hmm. guy. I can call him right now. No matter what he's doing. If I say I need you to come to Atlanta and do this, he's gonna do it. If I need this, he's gonna do it. He'll do anything mm-hmm. in the world for me, even as us not being husband and wife, to this day he mm-hmm. does it.
1: Okay. And guy number two, you say that he's dry, he doesn't like to do certain things, but I know why he's like that.
0: Right. You know why he's yeah, like yeah. That. he's so private, like he yeah. will flip his top if I posted a picture of us on any social media. Yeah. Um he can be right beside me. Somebody be like, oh, you with such. Thing? He be like, no, don't. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here. Like he don't want to video chat. He don't want to do any of that stuff. Like yeah. his personality. He's a very serious person. Um, he just doesn't play. Like he's just yeah. a very. But he's so smart.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's so wise, and I feel like he's my backbone because he keep me focused on what I need to do, what I should do, yeah. what I need to do. Keeping my word on stuff, and just. You know, having my back on that type of stuff. Yeah,
1: and and see, what he's showing you is how he got to where he was. And
0: where he is.
1: And where he is right now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, though, like, some of the things that he don't do is because he got PTSD. PTSD at the ass. But here's like the thing with me. Too.
0: I'm in my 30s. He's in his 40s. He's probably, like, 11 years older than me. Actually, all of them are. But— I told him for his birthday, because his birthday is in October. Both of us are Libras. Mm. Me and oh, God Libra two. life, Libra gang, yeah, shit, so right. too. <laughs> me and guy number two, we both Libras. So I told him, I was like, well, let me take you to Hawaii for your birthday. And he's like, I don't want to go to Hawaii. What's in Hawaii for me? He doesn't want to do anything. And it's like, I'm like, you know, so I got to do it with somebody. So that's where guy number three come in at.
1: Mm. But, oh, so, man. You see? Like, man. he doesn't. But, you know, like, I can, I this is real life. Okay, guy number three is the guy that you're supposed to be with. And the reason why I'm going to say this, like, I ain't hating, because I understand the situation. Mm-hmm. But this is just, like, it's, like, a push level. Like, husband pushed you to number two. Number two pushed you to number three. Number three is just, like, yo. Psh,
0: yeah, like, he's everything. You know yeah, because that? guy number three is literally, like, everything he mm-hmm. got all his own stuff he got money he doesn't you know need to use a female for anything he's an amazing guy in the bed outside the bed he um he's just amazing he complimented me he make me feel good he just does everything it's mm-hmm. just the fact that he's going through the whole divorce situation that's mm-hmm. like you know really hurting him
1: and one last thing because like this. They all have one they have. they all have something in, in common, you know, what I'm saying? they all have the hustler spirit in common right, and do you think that that's the one thing that's drawing you to all of them you know what I'm saying because you know if being that I know that 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 background you know what right. I'm saying it's like people who are either growing up in it or always been around it, it's just like it's it's not it's not the it's not necessarily the materialistic things of it right, but it's just the fact of. Somebody who has that in their spirit of, we're going to go get it.
0: Always. Um, I, was, I don't really think that's what pushed me to them. I kind of think those type of guys are just attracted to me. Mm-hmm. I attract mm-hmm. those type of guys for some reason. I don't know what it is. But I wouldn't really say that's what pushed me to them because at the end of the day, I make my own money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... They, they spend their money on me because they want to. So I wouldn't really say that they, I, it, that's what pushed them to me. But I, just, for some reason, just attract those type of guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about me, but I do.
1: Well, maybe it's because they know that you can hold it down because you had it down all three. You're holding it down all three. I, I am. okay I'm holding it down. Okay, now in conclusion, we have to go ahead and people got to know this. Who knows about who?
0: So my ex-husband knows about both of them. Uh-huh. Um, he recently just found out maybe two weeks ago about guy number three because I was in Virginia, and we was at a club together, me and my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was taking him and dropping him off at his girlfriend's house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, let me video chat my boo mm-hmm. so he can know mm-hmm. I don't want you. So, you know, we was on video chat. We was just kicking it or whatever. Why the husband was in the car? Yeah, like I introduced oh, oh them together. God. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I introduced number three and number one. Um, so my ex-husband actually knows about both of them but two and three doesn't know about each other
1: and three doesn't know and three only knows about your ex-husband right and
0: so two and three knows about my ex-husband my ex-husband knows about two and three but two and three don't know about each other you get it
1: yeah I get that I get that.
0: And three, no, like, I was kind of seeing another little guy before him. Kind of, he played for the Eagles. So he kind of know about him a little bit, too, but me and him. Played?
1: Or
0: he played for the Eagles.
1: Now? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I kind of left him alone for number three, though. You
1: know what, so, though? You you may have to you, you may have to real life have a seminar for a lot of these girls out here in Atlanta. That's all I'm, I'm going to yeah, say.
0: Yeah, I just feel like guys been doing it for years, so nothing wrong
1: with it yeah but you're like low-key like i can honestly say like i i appreciate your level of honesty yeah like because like at this point it's like and so my sisters always
0: say what are you gonna do if they find out and i say no what are they gonna do because either they're gonna stay or they're gonna go and be replaced
1: and you and and the the reason why you're saying that is because you know at the end of the day no matter how ugly it gets it's not gonna get ugly for you Right, you know that because you know your relationship Because guess with what? All three. If
0: number two leave, number three gonna still be there. If number three leave, number two still gonna be there. All of them not gonna leave.
1: And the thing about it, <laughs>
0: they're not.
1: Okay, here they're here. Not. But the thing about it is though, number two, number two will leave, but you know, number two gonna have a love hate relationship with you. He gonna be like, man, fuck that bitch, but he, he also gonna be like, I still love it though.
0: He not it, gonna go nowhere. Number three will leave before number two would.
1: Of course he would. Oh, yeah. Definitely number three would definitely
0: leave. Yeah. But I don't know, though, because. But you don't
1: want number three to leave.
0: Um, I don't want him to, but I can't say that I would be hurt if he would.
1: Of course, you juggling three niggas right now, man. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course you, you, you ain't tripping on that.
0: But I just know, like, the situation he threw, too, so I kind of keep a semi little wall up with him, too, so.
1: Uh, uh, okay, I, I think I can ask you this in conclusion. How do you find happiness in all of this?
0: Because I just do me. Whatever I'm looking for, if I wake up in the day and feel like I need this, I know who I need to be with for the day. So if I wake up and be like, you know what, I want to party today. I want to get pretty today. I want to have good sex tonight. You already know who I'm going to go to. Number three. If I just want to, if I wake up and be like, I just want to lay in the bed all the day, watch movies, and have a casual-type conversation, then I'm going to be with number two. And if I wake up, look on something, something that pisses me off, and I feel like I need something to be ratchet about, I'm going to call my husband and we're going to kick it for the day and we're going to be ratchet because that's just how he is. So depending on how I wake up and feel for the day, I know who I need to spend the day with.
1: You sound like such a fucking Libra. Oh my god, (laughs) bro! Why are you? Why are you making this little man like this? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? That's
0: how I balance my life out, though. Yeah, of course. That's what
1: it's about—balance. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, man! Can we get such a bad rap, bro? We get such a bad rap. But the thing about it is, though, people knock us for this. But clearly, like, that's low-key how a lot of us maintain stability. No, because like, if
0: you think about
1: it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah.
0: less if, if everybody just lived their life like this and be with who they want to be with for whatever reason they want to, it'll be less stress. I'm not about to blow a guy's phone up and be like, where you at? Tracking his phone, going through his phone, and this, this, and this. When I can just do me and do the same thing, and then he's going to be wondering, like, what's she doing? Why she can't do this? And it really draws them to you more. That's right. It draws them. It draws guys to you more because just last night when we was out, me and guy number three, we was out, and I fake got mad at him because some girl keep calling him Instagram video, and he's like, "Just answer it. Just answer it. You'll see it's nothing." But I'm not gonna answer his phone. Like I'm too boss for that. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm not gonna do that. Mm. But I fake got mad, and he was like, "Please don't be mad at me. Like just come back to the house." With what you need, so when you when you do what you' supposed to do, they not gonna go nowhere. They not gonna, they wondering what you got, mm. whipping mm. them up, so they not gonna go nowhere. I'm not worried about when that. When you
1: do what you supposed to do, yeah. Uh, so do you you don't ever see yourself getting married to either one of either of these guys?
0: I think if I was to get married down the line, it probably would be with guy number three, only because we vibe on a fun type romantic level more mm-hmm. with guy number two we have talked about me he bought me a 13 carat ring like he already bought me rings and all of that stuff you know so we talk about it people like oh I don't want nowhere and I don't want nobody it there let's just do it let's just do it And I'm like no that's not a decision that you just gonna make by yourself mm-hmm. but he's that controlling type person mm-hmm. so that'll just turn me off mm-hmm. anyway to be like just forget it but guy number three, he going to be like, whatever you want. You want this? Okay, well, let's do it. You want to do that? All right, fine, let's do it. So I feel like if I was to marry one of them, it would be him. Right.
1: But until then, you just doing it. Yeah,
0: I'm going to keep all three.
1: And Mike and the
0: <laughs> fourth one. Hey, Atlanta.
1: Oh, shit. But oh. <laughs> that, hey, man, listen, like. Um, just reading your, you know what I'm saying, like, just hearing your story at first, I was just like, bro, this is crazy shit. But then, like, <laughs> after I really sat down and really thought about it, I was like, oh, I understand a yeah. lot of this now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's the interesting side of the story. But I, 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 being that I come from that background, in a sense, and I've seen it happen. I saw it go down from the age of 11 to the age of 17 right. with so many families. And so many women. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this. I salute you because you held it down for nobody else but you. And at the end of the day, that's the best part because that's the one thing that a lot of women that come from that life, they don't do. They take care of everybody else but themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in some way, even if they're still on financially, but they still, they, but they don't lost their mind. You know and then,
0: like, you know, they'll hold it down, and then when – they get in a situation like what my ex-husband did to me, they so mm-hmm. hurt that they can't refine their self, you mm-hmm. know? So being that he did that to me, it was so easy for me to get over it and kick it because I always mm-hmm. make sure I'm good first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. before he even was able to do that, I already had yeah. somebody that's about to fall right in place. Mm-hmm. That's like if guy number three decides tomorrow he want to get stupid, I already got a potential new number 3 Mm-hmm. And he is the man because he got one of the best record labels out right now,
1: mm. and we kick
0: it and talk a little bit.
1: So, mm, mm. okay, we're yeah. gonna leave- <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna leave so, it there, yeah. man. We're gonna have to have you back for another one, man. But I appreciate it so much, dime me the dime, cuffin' season chronicles. We out.